NAGP Resurrection, the podcast where we talk about this week in gaming news. I am your host, Joseph Bruchette, and with me as always, I have Lionel. I have beer. <laughs> uh, and we have Mike. Or maybe we don't. I guess not. I guess he's off doing his thing. All right, let's get started here. The first topic is going to be about GDC. There's a lot of news been going on about GDC and a whole bunch of other conferences because of the coronavirus, which has pretty much delayed and canceled everything. And GDC, or the Game Developers Conference, which is the biggest game development conference of the entire year, has not been canceled, but postponed. They have now decided to move it to the summer, which is kind of ridiculous because that's when E3 is. And also Apple's conference, I think. So... So yeah, and but they are refunding everyone, which is crazy. So that's also that's good news. Just a shame that it got moved. Man, Corona out there making these conferences humble. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. yeah, they get what they deserve. <laughs> what? Holy shit! Wow, wait, you, who are you talking about? The developers, the ones that make all the games. You want to hear another joke, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, why not? Make me laugh again. Good job, Mike. Good job, Mike. You see that that's some avant-garde humor right there. The punchline doesn't exist. Yes. yes. It, 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 It means humor is dead. Indeed. So... That's uh, some good stuff that everyone got refunded, but I honestly don't know how they're going to be able to do this show again because they just lost all their money. Well, they'll so they... get it. They'll get it back when they have to buy tickets again. Mm. So what they also did too is they also gave GDC vault passes to a whole bunch of people after refunding the money, so they can actually watch all the talks and whatnot online. Hmm. So they're still going to get to, I guess, do it online. I mean, it's not like, you know, anyone would probably be mad if they called for a do-over next year, considering Mm. there was a wide, there was a worldwide epidemic going on. That's true. I mean, that's true. And that's the main reason why they had to cancel. They didn't cancel it because, you know, they wanted to. They canceled it because everyone pulled out. Because of the Coronas. Yep. It's messing up everything. I mean, it really, really... Almost every single big tech conference has been canceled this year, which is just insane. That has never happened before. So, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, GDC is not canceled, but just postponed. But we'll see what's going on with that. Honestly, I think they should just do it next year. Um, all right, let's move on to the next story here. This I one if it's even real. What, coronavirus? Yeah. A lot of people are saying it's not like they're doing all these different conspiracies saying it's being created. Um, I think it was like in um Israel or something like that. Mm. That they were saying that the um one of the some political figure, like he was sweating, you could clearly see that he had the coronavirus, and everyone said and everyone Basically, was saying they don't believe him. They think he's faking it so they can kind of get attention and 
I don't know. It was a lot of people are thinking it's fake and it's not real. Some people well, have you heard have you heard of some of the ridiculous solutions to not making sure you don't get it? People are chugging bleach. Did you hear uh, was it wasn't what? one of them yes. wasn't one of them like rubbing some kind of oil on your butthole or something yeah, like that? Yeah, there's some crazy stuff out what there. What is this? No, it's Sna- true. it's snake oil salesmen. They every, everywhere this? No, no. Everywhere there are desperate people, Mike, there will be a snake oil salesman. No, it's another thing is they're um what's that's it not called? a salesman though. That's an anarchist. What do <laughs> they get? Yeah, it's true. Anarchy. That's what they live for. Chaos. Anarchy. Yeah. So people are um running at they're running out of disinfectant wipes in some places because people are, you know, buying so much of yeah, them. Yeah, so this is the real problem is like stuff like um what is it? I think they're, is it R95, P95, some kind of, they're a specific type of face mask that um, isn't as good as people want to believe about preventing you from getting an illness, but where it really shines is keeping the illness contained. Well, and, I've also- and the problem is, is that people in their panic are buying out like the supplies, the stocks of these things, people who don't have the illness yet yeah, uh, are trying is, to buy it. It's more of a psychological effect for the person wearing yeah. it. Because uh, when you, you're really, you're trying to prevent, you shouldn't just be, you shouldn't be touching things and then touching your face. But if you, right. you yeah. have a mask on and you're touching that, you remember, oh, that's right, I have this on. Mm-hmm. And also you're, you might not touch your face if you have it on there. Well, actually, I was reading a few articles and some doctors are saying not to be wearing face masks because it's actually making it worse because you're constantly when you're wanting you're wanting to like adjust it and because it's moving around. So you're touching your face constantly, which is something you kind of don't want to be doing right now. Well, so and some again, of them are saying, yeah. it wouldn't be such a big deal if you had it and you were just trying to keep the virus contained within you. For sure. But, but I but I also it, it, you, it, what I'm saying is that it's a double-edged sword if you're yeah. wearing it to try and prevent it, prevent yourself from getting it. Yeah, that's yeah. I, mean, I think some of the other stuff they were saying is that the virus can live outside the body for a while, or just, or maybe was that it just takes a while for people well, to realize they actually have it. Well, viruses can go dormant inside you. That's yeah. So that. there could be any number of people who are already infected, and it's not going to pop out until their immune system is in a weakened state. Or I mean, it doesn't pop out at all. Or it can yeah, not pop. It, that's true too. Stay dormant. But yeah. what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that there's only so much anyone can do about this. There's some element of acceptance that has to come into play, and then just kind of figuring out what you would do in the situation that you are infected, which includes. Okay, maybe you want to avoid certain areas. Mm. That is very true. It's just people are it's making people nuts. People, humans, they crave certainty. And um, when they can't have it, sometimes people panic. Um, like this stupid fucking website. Is GDC canceled? No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. But... um. Well, all the disinfectant wipes, people are actually, since they're running out, are trying to make their own disinfectant wipes with, like, alcohol and stuff. I was about to say, yeah, just get some goddamn alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know, like a, I don't know, like a absorbent, something absorbent. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's going to burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's killing the virus. <laughs> it's also killing your butt. Oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> Stinging your uh, ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. oh. You see someone walking around all gingerly with their cheeks clenched. <laughs> so this, be careful. They might have the coronas. Someone, someone's walking around with their ass clenched and also drinking bleach at the same time. So it's just got that bleach smoothie. Oh uh, man, yeah. People are a lot of misinformation is being sent out with this stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's. let's just, all right, anyway, let's go to the next article here. Um, PC Gamer reports that Death Stranding comes to PC on June 2nd. The stuff that they're ab- the advertising, they're saying that is going to be supported with this version of it sounds really good. So it's high frame rapes, rapes, <laughs> high frame, <laughs> high frame rates, <laughs> photo mode. And what is this deal with the Half-Life crossover content? Is that, what's going on there? Is there stuff hidden in the game? Related yeah, I to think Half-Life? it's just items. Okay, because that's that's kind of unexpected. I uh, didn't even know there was any type of connection at all. Um, and also support for widescreens as well, which is pretty neat. So uh, I know both of you guys have already played it. Is this something you were going to check out, even though you've already played it? Um, if I can find maybe further down the line, since I've got it on PS4, um, maybe if I ever find it like, like a cheap ass sale on steam or something, Mm. maybe it'd be worth it just to kind of like revisit it and see, you know, what the, uh, environment is like on PC. But, Mm. um, I don't know, unless there's like a bit more exclusive content, I don't know if I can justify buying it a second time. Mm. How about um, you, Mike? It'll probably be a while, just because it's. I do want to play through it again. I don't know how well my PC will run it versus the PS4. It might be somewhat equivalent, maybe better, maybe slightly worse. Mm. But, but I don't know. Oh, it's using Denuvo DRM. That sucks. Um, <clears throat> that does suck. Yeah. Um, Sixty bucks. Know. I don't know what that entails, but yeah. So I mean, I will probably get it, just like Jumper Cable said, on sale at some point. But also, uh, mods. So oh yeah, yeah. What happens I with that? Because that. the mod scene for MGS Five is actually like pretty amazing. Mm. Although, let's see. I I just clicked on this thing about Denuvo, let's see, it got a release date, Steam page, blah blah blah. Anti-tamper software typically draws plenty of ire when it crops up, not just from the parts it's done for, it's blah blah blah. Apparently causes a lot of performance problems. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh. My, my one question there is like, would that affect mods? I don't know. DRM stuff. Uh, I mean, as long as they have, which I I don't 
no PC games are still this open. But I mean, as long as everything's just exposed when you like open up the folder or whatever for the game and everything's just sitting there, unless they've changed that, it's all one big binary now. But if it's all, if all the content's still there, I, I could, I wouldn't be surprised if people hacked it a bit or tried something and they created mods from that. But I don't know. Who knows? The RM sucks. It makes everything difficult for no reason. So, and it's on Steam and Epic Games. Oh, well, we'll see what happens with that one. I'm sure a lot of people will get it. All right, moving along here. Let's let's talk about Google a bit because, you know, we all love Google. Why are you so cheap, Google? <laughs> Business Google in- Insider. Ass. Yeah. And they, actually, in the, with their Stadia thing, it's not going so well. It's actually going pretty bad. So this article just basically is breaking down all the reasons why Stadia is doing horrible right now. And it's just, it's not good. I was even talking to a friend and he says Stadia is just not worth getting at all. It's it's just not a lot of games. It's it's very, you get lots of disconnects. It's just lots of, it's not good. It's just really not good for the price at all. Even though they are coming out with a free tier, I, I believe in a couple of months. but Which is something they probably should have led with. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff they said that they were going to have out on release, and they did not. They're too so. big to fail. Yeah, well, I don't know. I see this just going away like many of Google's other experiments uh, at this point. I mean, and developers don't like it. I mean, it's apparently they are very, very cheap. Google's very cheap. Yeah. With Stadia. But the thing is, they have the money to keep it afloat, so they could keep it afloat until they fix it and figure out mm. the market and how to get things working properly. So, yeah, I don't know why. What's what the holdup is with the money? So that's the thing I'm really puzzled about. You're right. Google has insane amounts of money, so I don't know why they're not paying more out to their developers. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, apparently Apple Arcade is doing very well and a lot of indie developers love it a tremendous amount because they're, I think Apple's being very upfront and clear about their share. Uh, but while Google apparently based on what some indie developers have been saying is they're barely paying anything at all. Like just Mm. to the point where it's not even worth mentioning because it's so little. Again, why are you so cheap Google? Yeah. Yeah fucking idiots they really are they had a great opportunity here and they seem to be screwing it up and i uh, all I you had to do is look at what on live was doing well don't and, and <laughs> i wouldn't do say that, that. careful yeah. they, they went bankrupt. They, they went bankrupt because i played the yeah because they tried to do this like a decade prior they were before their time but they had mm-hmm. a good idea i played the mess out of that shit so how when it came to connection wise and like was it actually good on live mm-hmm. when... yeah i could play with mike uh me and mike could do co-op with little no problems yeah you guys did... oh, you have to be a, a complete like pc snob to to like you know be annoyed by it mm. there was like a, a tiny little bit of lag but it was like barely noticeable it was like it was noticeable, but 
totally playable. Like, yeah, I've really only picked up on it when I tried to play Gunstar Heroes on it, and you know that's uh, that's that's my game. I know that game inside and out, so I wouldn't notice anything even slightly off there. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was it wasn't really a problem. Like once you started playing something and you were enjoying it, it was like outside of your yeah. thought process most it of the was time. Probably somewhere between like half and like a quarter <laughs> of a second in lag. It's pretty so good. Barely noticeable. That's that's good. Mm. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Google will get their shit together. Um, I guess the only reason why all these really big companies are like Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be on there. Doom Eternal is going to be on there. And these are like big AAA games. Uh, I guess they're just using it as marketing, maybe. I mean, I don't think they are worried about not getting paid. Maybe well, yeah, they, they're, they're, their money is all but guaranteed based you know either on the hype the pedigree or you know just the size of the company they're not worried you know they're not going to live and die on the like meager offering that google is you know putting on there they'll like Mm -hmm. they'll they'll use that to like tip their waitress or some shit they 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 don't give a shit about that money (laughs) no they really don't i'm sure they're just using it as another marketing tool they have it on the Xbox, PlayStation, so mm-hmm. they're doing fine. Oh, well. And they only have 120, well, that's not true. They have 28 games right now, and they're hoping by the end of the year to have 120. That is an incredibly small library. Mm. Pretty well, funny. Well, yeah. again, 28 games isn't a whole lot if you're paying for something, but but it's it's a fucking treasure trove if it's free. Mm, yeah, and that and the free version is coming soon, so mm-hmm. you can just try it. Which you know, again, next time, lead with this. <laughs> yeah, that would have been smart. Okay, uh, let's move on to the next article. Uh, Mike, you are going to have to explain this one. This is by rt.com. Discussing uh, if you are a conservative, you have no chance. Um, Grain of salt with RT. RT is a Russian propaganda machine. Really? I know very little about this website. But there may be, there might be a point here. Okay. So that was a quote by, uh, quote, games journalist inside outs cleat. Okay, so. I okay. follow what, what the, is, what is this? I know what who is... the person is who wrote okay. the article. So okay. it's please break it down. Pretty. Uh, what were you gonna say? So what was I, I didn't get a chance to read all of it. So what is what's happening in this article? What's I mean, about? they're just kind of stating the obvious. What we all know is that um, you basically just have to be a liberal to mm. work at any gaming journalism site. I see. I mean, we see it all the all the time. The articles that they write, it's it's just the same old shit. Yeah, they wear their uh, political affiliations on their sleeve, make no effort to even appear objective. Yeah, and treat their political affiliations as default correct. Yeah, um, and anyone who kind of deviates is 
pretty ostracized and shamed on Twitter. Um, mm. I'm, I think when I think about this uh, sort of thing, I think a lot of Colin Moriarty, who who was on Kind of Funny for the longest time, and he, I remember the first International Women's Day or the first time it was a, a big day. Or no, it was a it was like a day without a woman. Mm. There were like women were gonna not go to work or something. He tweeted out a joke and he was just like, ah, peace and quiet. Hashtag a day without a woman. Oh. And like he he tweeted it and then he just went to bed. He like showed his girlfriend. She's like, oh ha. And then he woke up and like people flipped the fuck out and like. Yeah, he woke up and he was blacklisted. <laughs> yeah, and he the his, you know, he was kind of. It's easy to to talk about his story because he was the one like out conservative in games journalism for the longest time. He worked at IGN. He's a great writer, um, and then he left with some friends from IGN and they started kind of funny together. And then after that whole tweet, people were just like they couldn't handle the joke, and basically that whole thing led for to him splitting from kind of funny because. You know, the three people he left with didn't really have his back when people were, like, mm-hmm. attacking him and saying that he was, you know, not only sexist but racist and all this other shit. It was crazy. Um, but this article just kind of confirms what we already know. Like, mm-hmm. she's saying she's talked to uh, and, you know, someone on the inside who just is in those rooms. And, and I, I kind of, I see people like that sometimes. Like, I know who people are who are kind of like they're liberal, but they're pretty skeptical, skeptical of the whole process. Um, you can kind of see who they are. Um, yeah. when that whole thing happened, they were kind of, they were, they weren't bashing Colin, and they were kind of like asking more questions. And some of them have gone on his current uh, podcast that he does himself and they're still friendly with him um so i don't don't know who the insider was um this person didn't name them but they're just kind of saying yeah like this is a thing like Mm -hmm. um one of the other points they made was that it's all pretty pretty click driven like the stuff that they write Um, they know what's gonna rouse people up and they want those clicks so they just write sensational headlines that you know appeal to certain viewpoints so they can you know kind of get the anger machine rolling mm-hmm. well it works it works really well yeah oh yeah click it's not good all over oh no yeah that's just so what is he doing now you said he has his own podcast did he like start mm-hmm. his own website or something or yeah what, he's a patreon um oh, okay colin's last stand yeah he kind of wanted to move away from games for a long time and he did and he was actually making some really interesting videos about history and stuff that i, I really enjoyed it's good oh. stuff and he was doing some a little bit of political stuff it was interesting but then he kind of i don't know why i think he missed gaming so he his stuff is way more gaming focused again he's kind of dropped the political and historical stuff to the side mm. but yeah it's funny i still see it, him on twitter dealing with like trolls who just don't 
like him <laughs> because they disagree with him. Well, they've decided they don't like him. They don't yeah. actually know him. Yeah. Mm. Well, there was that period of time. I mean, it's still kind of really bad, but that period of time where you just need to, everyone was extremely sensitive about all kinds of things and like with Gamergate and women and yeah. just all that stuff. Like what really do you mean? sensitive. It's still, it well, still I, is that way. No, no, that's what, no, that's what I just said. I said that it's still happening. It, it, but it's still a, that way, but it's kind of like, it's at a point where it's kind of defaulted. It's defaulted into it. How do I put this? It exists now in a sort of default state within people versus being all anyone is talking about. Yeah, because there was like with the whole Zoe Quinn thing with Gamergate, and then after another game developer killed himself because of Zoe Quinn, that whole mm-hmm. period in time was just crazy. Yeah. And like, if anyone said anything just like slightly off, it would just trigger a crazy storm of the landmines are still there, I guess, is what Mike's trying to say. Oh, no, they're absolutely still there. But I'm just saying there was a small like period. There was a point where like grenades were being thrown into the field as you tried to navigate the landmines. Yeah. 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 I, I, I hear what you're saying. I do. I think it's still really bad, but I, I, I think more and more people are just sick of this shit and are speaking up about it. So I posted this uh, article. I wanted to talk about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I I see the pendulum kind of swinging back mm. away from like outrage, kind of snowflake based culture, and and moving hopefully moving towards more like intellectual well, honesty and and again I hope it I hope it conversation and I hope know? it levels out versus swinging completely in another direction yeah because we don't need to go back to it's fine either yeah to what's fine whatever someone said that bothered someone else um how do i put this uh what's the term i'm looking for sensitivity is honestly i think a good thing you just don't want to take it to the point that you can't forgive. No one forgives. No one sort of is willing to give the other the benefit of the doubt. You know, I want to get there. I don't want to yeah. go to free speech means who means you don't get to complain. I don't want to go there. Well, I would prefer like more empathy rather than sensitivity. Mm. Um. And I do see people talking about this more about how um, how call out culture is just kind of destroying our ability to empathize with people. Um, case in point, and the article does talk about that the guy who who killed himself over the over the yeah. Zoe Quinn thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's I don't know the the whole Twitter mob thing and online activism is just. It's wild. Um, yeah, there's people I, I see, like, it's funny. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but there's this, this woman who, she's not in gaming at all, but her name's uh, Aisha Akanbi. Mm. She she uh, she just has a very, 
you know, a, a nice view of, of wokeness that isn't about shaming people and calling mm-hmm. people out. And it's more about understanding and understanding that people aren't going to understand you, you know, because you yell at them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see more people like that kind of bringing the elevating the conversation and that gives me hope but it's still just like especially being in the middle of like election season it's still pretty bad i i think i've been saying for like the past couple years that i think this is it's a trend that's gonna die eventually of course but Mm -hmm. i i think it will take you know 10 years maybe more and we're probably only at like year four or five of this, this nonsense. So I think uh, we may be over the hump. I don't know. But, hmm. uh, sensationalist clickbait headlines and for hit pieces. It's just the... Yeah, it's, hopefully. It's, it, it's gross because I used to love video game journalism and video game journalists were like my heroes growing up. You know what I mean? Like reading yeah. EGM and... Mm-hmm. just all the long articles and interviews with game developers and that's the other thing too is the other side is like game developers are they're not in on this shit they're definitely a separate entity um than like kind of the liberal games media um i mean joe might know better but from what i've heard like obviously a lot of these people you know you're heads of Activision and EA and all this shit, like, those guys are all very wealthy and they have a lot of money. Uh, and typically, the more wealth you accrue, sort of, a lot of times, the less liberal you get. So, mm. I don't know. That's one thing uh, <clears throat> Colin used to say, was that people inside the industry would, you know, walk up to him and, you sort of thank him for providing that perspective out there because it just wasn't being said and that they did feel that they had to kind of contain a lot, couldn't say a lot of shit that they wanted to say, you know? What, the game developers or? Yeah, or well, developers game? and publishers and, and that sort of thing. Well, I mean, they really can't because if they do, it's kind of going back to the whole landmine thing. Anything someone who's that high up says it just it's immediately spread all across the web all across social media and it just well a lot of that isn't limited to political affiliations either it's Mm. it's the reason why um you know people aren't as free with their opinions when they represent something specifically like a company uh, organization or something like that. It doesn't even necessarily need to be political. It could just be like, Oh, I didn't like that game. Nintendo put out you. What? Now we have beef with Nintendo asshole. You're fired. Well, now I mean like the big thing, a lot of people are, I mean, considering it's been scandal after scandal of like just sexual harassment, all that stuff. I mean, it's just, and it's all dealing with exec, high up executives and all these game companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's just, uh, now the biggest fear is they just don't want to have to deal with the opposite sex anymore because they just, they're terrified that if they just say the wrong thing or, you know, accidentally give them a hug or just do anything wrong, mm-hmm. that they will immediately be smeared all over the you know the web saying that you know they sexual harass them or you know all the it's just it's too much 
forgive my lack of sympathy, but that's how I feel about all people. Yeah. Well, that's become a really big deal in the tech industry and game industry right now because it's been mm-hmm. happening so goddamn much and it's just it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, and that's that's there's a twofold thing there. On the one hand, there is the okay, how long has this crap been going on and no one said shit? And on the other hand, it's like, okay, I get that. You know, you you uh, back to people wanting certainty. You know, you you want to create that that protective field for yourself. But um, how much of this is how do I put this? How to what degree do you do this and still expect people to want to be around you? Like, mm-hmm. how far do you go to try and get ahead of something to the point where you aren't just like almost willing the shit into existence not to say and not so much willing it into existence as much as like daring someone to evoke it to the degree that they're just like afraid to be around you like you're waiting for the bad thing to happen so much that you're you can misinterpret something you're looking for every sign that mm-hmm. you, you know something exists so anytime you see a sign of it and mm-hmm. suddenly that's proof that it must be there yeah. The absence yeah, okay. of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Yes, yes. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Just th- I that... thought I was floundering for a second. <laughs> I appreciate that. That actually with all that stuff you're just saying, Lionel, just kinda also remind me of that period of time where they were just ousting like every single game developer who supposedly harassed someone all over Twitter. I think oh, they had I think like it was like that, uh kind of like that Morgan Freeman thing. Oh, where, yeah. Like yeah. the complaint actually had nothing to do with him. Yeah. 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 I think I think they had posted like one person did a like a long Twitter post and it was like 10 or 20 game developers in the like indie community who apparently had uh, abused someone in some way. It's just they they were just on a just like pitchforks just out for it looking for everyone. And it was just so weird. Like they're digging up all these really old things and just like things they said from a long time ago, and like just and then like all these new like like a big thing that kept happening over and over again is posting of like text phone, you know, their phone, their text messages, and their conversations, mm-hmm. and it's ugh, it's just oh my god, it's just absurd. It's just too much. It's just like man, just keep it in your damn pants. Why is it so hard? I just don't well, get it. In the case of uh, a lot of them is that they didn't realize the shit was as wrong as it was until people started getting outed. There was a uh, YouTuber I used to follow who basically went on like two or three year seclusion because he was like, yeah, I didn't realize this shit was as fucked up as it was. I'm 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 gonna go I'm gonna go work on me for a minute now. <laughs> Did and Austin. Also, Ninja just straight up said, "Yeah, I'm not streaming with women." <laughs> he just said, "I'm not doing and, it." And and that's yeah. that's kind of like another extreme of. Yeah, I, I get I get that this is troubling, but you're kind of going the wrong direction with this. Yeah, that's yeah. the the reaction towards the reactionaries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he was funny because he was actually trying to prevent people from spreading rumors and talking mm. shit about his relationship with him and his wife. Yeah. Just because mm. he is an online person, you know? Yeah. So it's so interesting how people deal with this shit. And I still remember, like, I mean, really, they've kind of been doing this shit for years. Like, yeah. I mean, look what happened to Phil Fish. 
Oh man, like, yeah, that was that. kind of the pre before anything was like, you know, before all the sketchy stuff started getting outed or you know people were being accused of things. Like Phil Fish was just opinionated, and people couldn't handle Phil mm-hmm. Fish's opinions, mm-hmm. and Phil Fish couldn't handle all the criticism, and oh. it was just he just had to back away from it all. Mm-hmm. Um, he really, he really did. I I think he's he's doing good though. He's just made a shit ton of money off of Fez, and he's just living <laughs> life. I saw him at Indie Game Dev or Day of the Devs a, a while ago, and he was he was like there to like DJ. <laughs> I just saw him walking around, you know, the beer talking to people. He he looked fine. That's good. So, and every once in a while, like Polytron pops up, and they're like selling a new shirt or a Fez vinyl or something. So, mm-hmm. part of me secretly hopes he's working on Fez Two in secret, which would be that, awesome. But that would be amazing. That would that would be neat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good article, good discussion. Crazy world we live in. Crazy times. Crazy times. Yeah. 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 All right, what do we have left before? Branded as alt-right when this releases. <laughs> I, I, I don't give a <laughs> shit. I'm, I, <laughs> if anything, I've just felt emboldened into like leaning into my own misanthropic worldview. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't want to hate people, but, but, but fuck you. <laughs> okay, you're one of the good ones, Lionel. One yeah. Of the good ones. Well, Joe, of all the people one, to what? say that, <laughs> Joe, of all the people to say that, you're the first. <laughs> uh, um, all right, let's get this last article out of the way here. It's not even really an article. I mean, it's just it's a poster. And the only reason I put this in here Someone is I feel like about a poster. Yeah, Gizmodo. Um, the first Monster Hunter movie posters are here. Giant sword, giant sword, giant sword, giant sword. It's, it's um, it looks like Mila Jovovich uh, cosplaying Cloud. Yeah, you know what? I feel like this is going to be the new Resident Evil movies. Well, yeah, it's just going to be what Paul W. San- Paul W. S. Anderson does to Hollywood. He tricks rich motherfuckers into. Funding him creating million dollar spank material of his wife. Mm-hmm. Why do you always bring this up? Because that's what he does. Do you have a problem with it? Um, I had a problem with him for a while. Now it's just like it's just something I say almost reflexively. I don't what care about it. Him? I don't care about him one way or the other. He just kept trying to go for shit I liked. Like he snagged uh, Resident Evil, and I didn't really care for what he did with that. And at one point, he had his hands on Castlevania and was going <laughs> to do like a really bad live-action film. Uh, as it turns out, I don't know if I like anyone besides Iga having Castlevania. Mm. So there's that. <laughs> you but like the first season? It was okay, but I had complaints about that, too. Mm. Which were in our episode. <laughs> uh, random thing here, Lionel. Did you know that they released Castlevania on on Android and iOS? Oh no, I didn't know that. For two ninety nine, um, it's um, I think mm-hmm, Symphony, mm-hmm. Symphony of the Moon. 
Uh, Circle of the Moon. Sorry, that's yeah. Circle of the Moon. It's either Circle of the Moon or Symphony of the Night. Yeah, that's probably what's getting confused. It's Circle of the Moon, I believe. It just came out a few days ago. They um. Okay, I might check that out. They have a uh, virtual gamepad, which kind of sucks, but apparently it also supports using an external controller mm. with your phone, which is weird, but it supports it. Maybe I might. I might. Yeah. Why not? I might have something to report next week. We'll see. Or if you have a Google Chromecast, you could actually stream your phone to your TV and play it on your TV and use your phone as a controller. Mm. Eh, options are nice. Another option. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just thought it'd be kind of neat to see how this poster. It just it looks like the Resident Evil movies. It's got the same look to it. Just different costume. Um, and as, of course, his wife being a badass, killing Got lots Tony of Tony Jaa. Yeah, Tony Jaa's in it, and Tony Jaa's a badass. There you I go. I want to say I kind of do like these posters. They're like surprisingly minimalist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Toho is involved. That's interesting. Ooh, yeah, that's a good sign. I love all the space, and I love that the the names are so small at the top, and there's just one. <laughs> it's not uh, yeah I, I really like all the color they're nice <laughs> yeah. I like the weapons they're very uh, well yeah the I, the I well yeah there's something to that Joe the idea being that they're made from pieces of monsters that you've killed okay, like yes you go out and you hunt down this one monster who has like a crazy power or like really strong tusks or something like that and you're doing that because you want to make a weapon out of that thing so you can mm. kill an even bigger monster uh lather rinse repeat so from the little knowledge that i have of the monster hunter games essentially all you're doing is grouping with other people and killing monsters that there is no real story I don't know if there's any kind of story per se. It's a talking cat. There's probably, you know what there is, Joe? There's probably a lot of lore, but not Mm. necessarily a story. So, like, you know, you'll look up, you got to go hunt down this monster, and this monster has is, like, of this type. It has this size, and maybe there's some information about it attacking a town or having like something that can trigger its rage based on this, this and that. And then there was one time where this monster fought that monster and they found mm. out that this one had the elemental weak, the, the blah, blah, you know, that sort of thing is what you're probably yeah. dealing with. Mm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. It'd be neat. Tony Jaws is always nice to watch. I wonder what stuff. the hell the plot is going to be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure Mr. Anderson will make it interesting. Alright. Uh, okay, that's it for the stories tonight. Let's jump on to the topic. Final Fantasy VII demo! Final Fantasy VII remake demo. Now, you guys gave it a go. Is it... My first question here, is it just like the demo they released on the PlayStation for Final Fantasy VII? Is it like a remake of that demo, or is it completely I wanna different? S- I want to say, well, I haven't beaten it yet. Maybe Mike can confirm this. I want to say it covers the same amount of time. Mm. Uh, and through that, you can kind of get to see where remake is different. 
Well, I never played the demo. Oh. The I demo played... was specifically the uh, Mako reactor raid. Uh, at the beginning then, of the game. Yes, that is what it is. Okay. Yeah. And it did the whole thing where he's jumping out of the train at the very end. Yeah. Yep. Well, and at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the be- <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, sorry. The beginning. Yeah. The beginning. That's how it opens up. Sorry, I had two beers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. It was kind of a. It's really pretty. It was yes. really nice to like turn that on and have that play, and then be moving him around and looking at it. It's it's one of those kind of things. That it's it's almost like when you you see bits and pieces of a movie from your childhood, and you go back and watch it, and it's mm. great. Um, I, mm. And I have that feeling only because it we were teased with that you know beautiful trailer so long ago, and then that it was tech like demo. technical demo. <laughs> PS3, I think. It was just like yeah. wow, and it, it, that was how fucking long ago? I guess that was pre PS3, right? So that yeah. was yeah, was probably like ten years ago or something. My a God. decade. So it it was cool to like have my hands on that and finally be playing that something that it was almost like I was playing something that didn't or shouldn't or couldn't exist. So so that's cool. Um, but other than that, my overall impression is it's the gameplay's fine. It feels like Kingdom Hearts because that's my only frame of reference for all you know recent Final Fantasy. I didn't play fifteen, 15 mm. but I, I would imagine it controls exactly the same as that. Actually, I did play the demo, so. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's got me because I know the characters and it's super pretty and I want to play live action Advent Children or not live action, but, you know, Advent yeah. Children, but I can play it. So I, I just want to see all the changes and the differences that they've made. So I'll, I'll probably um, I definitely want to play the full version when it comes out. Voice acting. How was that? Fine. It was um, it worked. It worked. I want to say nothing really like jumped out to me as like super crazy and amazing, mm. but it was very much, it didn't call, it didn't call so much attention to itself that I was thinking about, Oh, oh this is different. Mm-hmm. Which is to say that it's, I don't think it's going to upset people who played seven and maybe didn't mess with the uh, extra material. Okay. Yeah. What? Uh, Which uh, I think is pretty important. Yeah, I think um, as much as I like, uh, I think his name's Steve Burton, the guy from One Life Edmund to Live. Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> One Life to Live, and now I think he's on Young and the Restless or whatever the fuck. But uh, I, I think the guy actually kind of sounds like him. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why they just get him. Maybe they want him to sound younger or I don't know, but the, the guy sounds just like him, so I wasn't bothered, and that's probably the only voice I really remember. Although I think was the original Barrett, Bo Billingsley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, isn't he doing a different voice in that demo? I don't know. Hmm. Is it um? Pr- 
pretty seamless when it comes to swapping out characters, or is that like it's it's easy? it's one button. One button. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. It's super easy, and you can just uh, you can also just open up a little menu and give them a command. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like it's cool because I enjoy that it is real time because I I love that real time combat feels great it feels like you're in it but you can also kind of just pause it and then at that point it just feels like Final Fantasy like you're going in the menu giving a command so I like that I have that ability too and and I think there's ways to you know do quick commands too but I didn't mess with any of those during my playthrough yeah I think my favorite aspect of it was the fact that each character gets a unique mechanic dedicated to how they fight or you know mm-hmm. like what their weapon is yeah and Where? that's going to get more interesting as we get more characters to play with so uh squall for example squall i call him squall i can't believe i called him squall cloud <laughs> <laughs> christ uh cloud um i think his mechanic just kind of changes um his approach yeah, he can either be like more tactical and sw- make his uh, swings be a bit more conservative, so he can uh, defend himself better, or he can just do like go berserk. In which case, he moves a bit slower when he's not attacking, and I think it's harder to maybe defend. Yeah, but you get like a free counter on block. Yeah. So how do limit breaks work, or did they even show any of those? So there are two actually Mm. um you can uh joe you remember the uh the active time battle thing yeah yeah you know with time you would you know the time would go seamlessly and you'd like build up something so as you do basic attacks and just as time passes you build up that atp and it unlocks options which include your limit breaks in simplistic forms So they're basically they get to become skills. However, as you take damage, uh, there is also the limit break in the classic sense. Hmm. So I think I think how do I put this? You know how every character got like two limit breaks for each level up to level four. Yep. Um, The classic limit breaks are going to only be like a handful of those. And the remaining limit breaks are going to be your skills. Okay. Like Cloud can do braver, and I think a unique move called like thrust attack or something like that, as skills that you get by building up ATP. And his like level one classic limit break is cross slash. Hmm. Okay, well they they seem to have uh, expanded on <laughs> the whole limit break system a bit more. Yeah. yeah. I. I found the aiming to be a little strange. Did you notice that jumper cables? Uh, I don't know how far you are, but there's a like where... sometimes I felt like I would switch and I'd need to like stop and readjust the camera before. I yeah. Could... Well, there's an auto targeting. Maybe I didn't have enough time to get used to auto targeting, but I there's a point where you got to shoot something that's high up with Barrett, yeah. and I just kind of had it just kind of hold the button, and then you're like moving the camera to figure out what he's hitting. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of was like it wasn't quite locking on, or the locking on was switching. But maybe I should have used the I think there's a manual lock on. But that kind of threw me off a little bit. But I don't know. Are you 
see you like the gameplay you having fun yeah i'm kind of uh looking forward to like when i get the actual game you know seeing how all the other characters play um Eris seems to have like more of a constant magic system i'm kind of curious about how tifa's gameplay works mm, yeah that could be my favorite yeah it could be cool i'm actually really interested to know how vincent's gonna play mm. Because he has guns and he's just he's yeah. just going to be firing and kind of like doing a mm. double may cry type of. Well, setup. yeah, there is the curiosity of okay, how do you differentiate him from Barrett? Granted, yeah. one of the things I'm interested about Barrett is that he would get a couple of weapons, even though he's a long range character. He would get a couple of close range weapons as well. Mm. So I'm wondering if they're going to do that with him too, and you know, will his uh, mechanics change? Yeah, I feel like he'll be like kind of a blend between uh, Cloud and and bear it because i don't know i just remember the movie yeah he has that crazy claw too. yeah well he's also like very acrobatic mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> and his limit breaks were well yeah the other thing about vincent is that his limit breaks were transforming into other characters mm. transforming into like these monsters and shit yeah did they so Vincent's off. probably a very, very, very long-term reveal, mm. as is uh, Sid, Yuffie, and anyone you encounter after Midgar. Yeah. Did, was it a Cat Sith? Cat Scythe? I don't know. I yeah, Kit, it, but... It's actually pronounced Kit Shee. Kit Shee? It's, like wow. it's like an Irish. Kit Sith. <laughs> yeah. I still, like, how do I put this? Even if I'm saying Kit Shee... Uh, my brain auto I'm always going to default to Kate Seth. Uh, I'm really interested to know how they're going to do Golden Saucer. That's going to be fun. Oh yeah, the casino. Yeah. <laughs> so, how are they rolling this out? Are they still doing this in parts? I believe so, yeah. Do they say how many? Oh, man, I hope not a lot. They didn't say how many yet. I bet it's going to be a shit <laughs> shit ton. <laughs> I feel like I got the impression that it was going to be for, for some reason we were talking about this and I got the impression that it was going to be fairly meaty chunks. Oh, cause we were talking about like how it was three discs. Maybe it's yeah. broken yeah. up sort of large like that, but I, I could also see. And the reason I think that is because I feel like if they were going to do lots of smaller parts, then this demo would be the first part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because they keep on showing that Midgar is going to be this huge, massive, massive thing. So it's yeah, yeah. And that was... it, 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 and to be fair, it felt that big. It like, was when we were all playing yeah. the game. We never really thought about leaving Midgar. I was shocked when I finally left. I was like, "What the? What is happening?" There's a whole. Well, I was world? shocked when it was like, "Yeah, like there, there's a whole world we have to deal with now." It's like. That's funny. I had but I played... still have like stuff I gotta do in the city. What's 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 going on? I had played eight before, so I assumed there was a big giant world out there. Mm, I was gonna leave this yeah. place. Seven was my first proper turn-based strategy. Not turn-based strategy. Turn-based RPG. Just first JRPG in general. Yeah, eight, eight so... was mine, and I, I definitely want a remake of eight. I can taste it now that I've had my oh, hands yeah. on this thing. Jesus Christ. Um, that was so good. But, oh, it could be hella good. But yeah, God, it could be beautiful. 
God, that game was pretty. I still love the way it looks to this day. Mm-hmm. And the world, too. God, yep. it's just so good. But back to the size of Midgar, I was really impressed. I wasn't quite sure if they were moving back and forth between pre-rendered and um, in-game, or if it was all in-game at the beginning. But the shots in the beginning were really impressive. They were moving from wide shots of the city to zooming in mm-hmm. and showing lots of the city life and it just looked great it looked gorgeous it looked amazing yep. oh it looks it, yeah god no i just want to play final fantasy 7 again well yeah that was the other thing is like it seems like a lot of the i mean there, there's there's two points of appeal from where i'm kind of sitting with it such a long time since 7 came out that we may be looking at a point in time where pop culture might not be as like belligerent and spoiling story elements that people who knew nothing about seven could come into this game fresh. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, getting to sort of like relive these things with the current tech uh, will be the experience for people like us, which is making me want to go back and play OG seven or at the very least the Midgar portion of OG seven before this comes out. Yeah. See, I don't want to do that because I, I know that I'm going to go through this. I'm looking forward to having that experience of like, did this happen like this? No, I don't think mm-hmm. this happened like this. Did this even happen in the original? No, I think this is new. I can't remember. Yeah. That's what I was ha- having now. It's like, oh, I sort of, I remember specifically uh, near the end when you're escaping from the, the reactor, I was kind of looking at a lot of things and I was just like, this really does feel like the old game. Like it's just way prettier, and it's like obviously they can move the camera around, but it's it's the same place. That's a really interesting feeling. Like this is the same place. Like I've been here before, but it's oh, it's like real now. I love that feeling. Oh man, ah, mm-hmm. uh, that just gets me excited for this game. Jumper cables. I just thought of an analogy. I feel like seven is TNG and eight is Deep Space Nine. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of like FF fanboys that are gonna disagree, but fuck them. I can, <laughs> I can, I can see that comparison. TNG got an HD release with 5.1 in Deep Space Nine. They're just like, we don't have the money to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Assholes. Uh, <laughs> uh, did they show off any summons at all, or? Uh, not that I can recall. Oh, Granted, I, was... I don't think summons appeared until after you left Midgar in the original game. Nope, I didn't see any summons in, in mine. Okay. So I was just curious if they were going to show that off in the demo or not. But it sounded like it's almost identical to the, the demo. Yeah. Released. One thing that's slightly different is, is uh, without going into detail, they're teasing story elements earlier. Mm, mm. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. There was some stuff I was at. Yeah, there was a couple things where I was like, well, oh, that's really interesting. Like, I just thought, wow, that's interesting. Because it mm-hmm. wasn't in the original game, but because of the way this looks and they're presenting it now, it's like they have an opportunity to do like smaller, a little bit more cinematic things with the story. And it's, it's like, I don't know, it's interesting. Like him getting kind of like, like headaches and shit. 
Yeah. yeah. That, that was, thought, was that the original? Yes, it was. Um, stuff okay. like that would happen, but I want to say it, it it was it was a lot more it was like I want to say it was very rare in the original game early on to the point that it became kind of like constant later in game. But it is creating kind of like an interesting dynamic that I don't know if it was intended in the original game, which is um, the idea of Cloud as a character suffering from mental illness. Mm. Yeah, it's just something he kind of and, and the idea that it's just something he kind of deal, deals with, not like it's bringing the game to a halt to like be a plot element it's just okay sometimes i have like weird flashes of things a very special disc of final fantasy 7 (laughs) well yeah 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 exactly well what i'm what i'm interested in is it not being that um being like a natural element of his character i mean eventually it is going to become a story element but it would be interesting to see that sort of thing depicted with a steady hand Versus a megaphone. Yeah, I I really want to know how they're. Well, I'm actually kind of really curious how they're going to handle what's what's his hometown, Niffel Niffelheim, Niffelheim. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to say a lot of the locations here are based on like North mythology. So, um, however they would pronounce it. Yeah. So there's some pretty fucked up stuff that happens when you're in that town. Like when you go deep down into the lab and you start learning about all that stuff with Sephiroth and Cloud and uh, yeah, you know, well, that, to be fair, just, there is there is also screwed up stuff in Midgar to uncover. That is also true. Like literally just, everything Hojo does. No, yeah, for sure. But I mean, just I wonder how far. Because I mean, you know, everything is just in such like higher definition and like they're putting more thought into a lot of Joe, stuff. So if you're asking, go Joe, if stuff. you're asking if they're gonna try and traumatize you, the answer is always yes. <laughs> yeah, and then also too, when Cloud was in like a, I think it was like a wheelchair after the whole live stream stuff, and he's just losing his freaking mind. Yes, Joe. Uh, I wonder how. Oh God, that's gonna. They're be gonna crazy. do it. They're gonna Ooh. do it, just like they did it to us when the game first came out. Oh man, see, but back then it was like. It was all I mean, just... back then. It was with like, like you know, uh, crazy low poly models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Joe, now it's... that that stuff hit us in the gooey places. It, it did, but this is like HD. Oh my god. Well, yeah, that well, it it was low poly models because that's what they had to work with back then. Oh yeah, absolutely. But now, oh boy. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see how messed up he gets. <laughs> oh, it's it's gonna get dark and gritty mm-hmm. and ugly. But yeah. but what's not gonna be ugly is literally everyone. Because <laughs> one last thing I want to mention, not maybe the <laughs> last thing, but like everyone is pretty in this, <laughs> except Sid. I'm sure and Sid's not gonna look so pretty. I bet you he's pretty. He looks pretty he, in Advent he, Children. He might. He's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna look a little gruff. Yeah. But it's just gonna be kind of like Barrett, where he's got like scars and stubble, but mm. he still looks cool as fuck. Oh man, Jesse, so hot. Uh, it's funny to look at Jesse in this and be like, "Wow, she is smoking," 
and <laughs> think back to when I played the original and didn't realize that Jesse was a girl or in love with Cloud. <laughs> I didn't realize either. Oh, man. Oh, I can't wait to do some chocobo breeding. Oh, yep. This is going to... Are the, the races? Oh, God, I want to play this. This is so much fun stuff. Like, seriously, even, even Wedge is pretty. <laughs> like he he's got serious baby face going. He he's like a fat bishonin. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's he weird. He was so friendly. He like really was like he wanted to be your friend. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was getting mad at Cloud during those scenes where I was like, oh oh lord, this I forgot about this. I I, I don't enjoy this so much. Yeah. <laughs> If you think he's bad, God, wait till he remake of Squall. Because I didn't notice Squall. Talk to a wall. (laughs) 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 I was, I totally, that shit all went over my head. I just loved that game. And I was so much of a fucking shitty introvert that I didn't notice that there was anything wrong with him. (laughs) (laughs) I, I picked up on it but not to the degree that I should have mm. just because and, and, and it's not for a good re- it's not for any good reason I was just like externally I was probably more like Squall but internally I thought I was Zell <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought mm. what I was gonna say but oh uh, yeah I didn't really realize that Squall was kind of a dick until I started hearing other people talk about it and like saw people talk on the internet and I was like what what <laughs> but the last time I replayed it I was like word I I kind of see it but he what I like about Squall is that he he does grow he has a very clear like arc where he starts to open up and he realizes his friends matter mm-hmm. falls in love with the girl etc he takes mm-hmm. charge as a leader he he really changes over the course of that game yeah, the growth is good. It, it's not like it's not like you can't make sense of his shittiness. A lot of it is just being like a moody teenager. Uh, <laughs> one thing that's like kind of done interestingly is the way you'll kind of like go into his internal monologue and then see how it comes out of him externally. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, that's where he screwed up. Or that's why he sounds like a dick. But is actually just really concerned about someone. He's just bad at communicating. Like any teenager. Yeah, I never liked him. I gotta play it again. I gotta play through it again, Joe. uh, He'll make sense. uh, And the, uh, the other upside to it is that they do a good job of balancing out his, his shit with the other characters. Renoa is so bubbly and happy, and he just, I don't know. Renoa sucks. What? She's I will fine. say that. She's, she's fucking lame. She, how she's, do I put this? She's, she, she doesn't really get to be a character that often. She's boring in one note. Mm. She's the love interest, for mm. better and worse. Yeah, mm. she's not really fleshed out as much as, which is weird, because... I feel like the most fleshed out female character is probably Quistis. Mm. That was my girl. 
And Idea, of course. Idea is great. She was hot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always liked Selfie. <laughs> yeah, she's fun. Even though she was like pretty one note, but she was just like. She was you know, a, I... f- a more fun note. But, you know, she did also have like a bit of backstory, too, with her, her garden being destroyed. And mm-hmm. she had some things going on there. I felt like Renoa really kind of had nothing going on. Mm. Except maybe it was, well, two notes. She <laughs> she's the love interest and she's oh. a sorceress. Yeah, it's funny that this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just another boring activist girl. God. <laughs> uh. This is that problem just followed me into adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I really got to play it's that. It's actually game. really hilarious. <laughs> that and I want to play Final Fantasy X again. I actually really enjoyed that game a lot. That's one I want to properly visit. Ten has a very special place in my heart. That was the yeah. character. As much as I, I really love the characters in mm-hmm. eight. Like the characters in ten just are so much more. They're so vibrant because they're voice yeah. acted, and the the leap into onto PS2, just all the colors and the art direction. Yeah, the the art style and designs were really yeah. what kind of like appealed to me. Looking at that, I like yeah. the music a lot too. Yeah, that just went on sale too on Steam. I missed it. Mm. Is it over? It's over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, it seems like we're all excited for the remake, which is good. Very, very excited. Uh, all right. Let's so go into some final thoughts here. Uh, let's mix it up. Mike, you go first. Final thoughts? Yeah. Coronavirus got people shook. Oh, man. Indeed. It's going to be fine. It will. Uh, I want my fucking Final Fantasy VIII remake. I and also I, want it. And I uh, want Deep Space Nine in HD in 5.1. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Commander Benjamin Sisko. Yeah. Uh, Jake! Yeah. <laughs> Dog! <laughs> Quark! Uh, that's great. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Death Stranding is coming to PC. I'm pretty... That's cool. That's, that's neat. I, I want to see m- m- what kind of mods happen. I don't know if mods would be the biggest draw for me for that game, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, man, I can you imagine how hardcore is that game already? Like a, a ultra hardcore mode, mm-hmm. and that oh, could be gosh, kind of fun, or a mode where it has multiplayer. That would be cool. Oh, man. <laughs> you actually, yeah, like the um, other um, delivery people can be like actual players rather than just random P- uh, NPCs. Yeah, you climb mounts together, jumper cables. That'd be tight. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, down. We, we can thing. we can raid mule camps together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the last thing I did was I went I massacred uh, an entire camp of terrorists mm-hmm. and apparently like you're not supposed to do that 
you're not supposed to leave dead bodies around. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see what would happen. It's like I actually, asking for BTs. Yeah, I haven't gone back to it to see like what happens. So that's kind of the last thing on my list. Um, yeah, what else was there? Um, people need to just be nice to each other and yeah. tell the truth. Daddy tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So there's that. And uh, yeah, Google, you're fucking up. Seriously. What are you doing? Why are you they, so cheap? I know. Cheap ass skates. Christ. Mm. It's just a what? simple thing when I mess that up.